0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk
1: Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu right here on LA Talk Radio.
2: Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile.
3: Mike Smith just points him in the right direction, Midnight Storm dominating.
2: Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf.
3: Midnight
1: Storm over Accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough, and Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths.
2: From America's hottest sire line.
1: Midnight Storm, he wins it this year.
2: Midnight Storm, standing at Taylor made Farm.
3: Horse ownership experience is brought to you by Taylor TaylorMade. Call Travis White to book your mares today to the Great Midnight Storm. 859 396 3508. That's his cell. So call him right now, book a mayor, and let's get this thing going. Welcome back. It is Tuesday, November 6th. I'm Billy Koch, founder managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. With me from parts unknown is the great. Michelle, you back from Kentucky, not feeling well. Michelle, what a crazy, crazy couple of days Breeders' Cup.
0: Yeah, it was an awesome week. We went and I started early and did EquestriaCon uh, and then stayed for Breeders' Cup. So it was really fun. And even though it was a little favorite heavy, I think we saw some really amazing performances. <laughs> Enable. <laughs> Enable. <And
3: let's- laughs> hey, you and I called that one. We aren't right a lot, but we call that. We have a very special guest joining us. And normally, for those of you who listen, we bring in our guests later in the show. But we're going to talk to a guy right away because Costa Jaronis, who with his brother and, and his wife, uh, own Breeders' Cup Classic winner Accelerate, is on with us now. Costa, welcome back.
1: Thank you, Billy. It's a, it's an honor to be on your show, and oh, you, it's an honor to, to be part of
3: this. Well, it's got so to be an honor to be a Breeders' Cup that. Classic winner. I mean, did you, when you got in the game years ago, and you were one of our first guests on this show, when you got in the game, did you ever think this day was possible?
1: No. I mean, to have, I mean, just even to have a horse that, a dirt horse that ran two turns was going to be a big deal at some point, but. No, to be in the Breeders' Cup, to be in the Breeders' Cup Classic, um, you know, this race was, yeah, no, it really wasn't even on the radar.
3: I'm, I'm going to ask a tough question. We, we already know, and, and we're going to get into Accelerate and, and his history and, and everything in a second, and John Sadler, who won his first Breeders' Cup race. And I want to talk about that. But I want to I talk about one thing, because I'm sure it was going through the minds of a lot of us, including myself and probably Michelle. And that's when Catalina Cruiser got beat. Catalina Cruiser was a heavy favorite, undefeated, beautiful horse. What a gorgeous mover. And and personally, I think Michelle and I both thought he was obviously the one to beat. And I know you were excited about him, I and mean, he gets beat. Was there this moment of, oh, no, it's happening again?
1: You know what, Billy? Honestly, I looked up in the sky, and I said, you know what? We're good. We're good, dude, but make sure you give me the next one. <laughs> And I, I have to laugh about that because it's really what happened. I was just like, all right. <laughs> I was planning on that. Didn't quite happen like I thought. Uh, but, you know, but, yeah, I just wanted him to know we were okay with each other. Just if he could give me the next one, we'd be good.
3: <laughs> right, and that's it's one of those crazy things about horse racing because even if you're the heaviest of heavy favorites and even if your horse is undefeated and he's done everything right and you go into the race and you have confidence, and then horse racing just has a way of reaching up and punching in the mouth.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't know how many times i mean, we've, we've been one to nine and we've raced against one. I mean, we've been one to nine and lost. We've raced against one to nine and beat them. So I know both sides of this. I've, we've experienced it, but yeah, i mean, the horses. Can't read the racing form. They don't see the tote board. They don't know the odds. And just, it just depends on the day. I knew as soon as Catalina broke, he made a right turn. He yep. whipped his head to the one side. Yeah, that was just its not his day. You could just tell right off the bat, this doesn't look like it's going well.
3: And, I mean, how uh, – John Sadler, who it's, it's chronicled his struggles in the Breeders' Cup. And I think John handled himself beautifully throughout all the Breeders' Cups because he's a great trainer. You know he's a great trainer. I know he's a great trainer. And it just hasn't been in the stars. For him to finally get the win in the Breeders' Cup Classic with you, who's his biggest client, and, and Accelerate, who I know is very special to him, that must have just meant everything.
1: I, I think, actually, that's our biggest thrill. I think Brother Pete said it best at the press conference. He said, this one's for John. But to watch John during that race, to see his reaction after, uh, to have to be any small part of this going on his resume – after everything he's done for Horonis Racing and what he's done just for horse racing in general, I mean, that just gave the whole family a thrill. I think we're his biggest cheerleaders. Uh, and they kept talking about the record and everything. I thought he handled himself so gracefully and such a gentleman. And that's who John is. He, right. he is such a gentleman. And I guess he's... And you know what, Billy? I think, Michelle, I think he's proud also of the fact that he had 44 horses that made the Breeders' Cup. And maybe... A lot of them weren't fancy horses and stuff that he – I think he put his, his, uh, his, his signature on and he trained them up, and he probably got them to a level where maybe they were a little higher than everybody thought, but, you know, he trained them up and got them in. I think he's actually proud of his resume, and, and he should be.
0: That's, you know what? That's an excellent point, Costa. I mean, I think any trainer, even if they go over, to have over 40 horses making the World Championships has to be proud of themselves and their program. Yeah, and it's not
1: like he's dealing with a bunch of million-dollar horses. That's not his clientele. That's not that's not who he has in his barn. I mean, it's just uh, the people that are in the. I mean, maybe he used to have um, some some. You know, he had Jenny Craig. He had some big, but she did a lot of her own own breeding and stuff. But yeah, for him to do what he did with, I'm going to say a very you know medium style horse. You know, budget. I think yeah, I think he's really proud of his record. I know it's. It's, that sounds a little crazy, but no, it's he made it to the world championship 40, 44 times before he broke that you know, broke through.
3: What? Well, well, watch that, him go that, on a big street. For,
0: you know, you you spend a lot of money cumulatively, but you're not out there buying million dollar, two million dollar, three million dollar horses. Accelerate with what, three hundred thousand?
1: Yeah, and that was just one of those things. We loved the mayor issues. We had just won a race at Del Mar with Daddy D. T and he qualified for the Breeders' Cup. So of course we were excited about that mayor and they were in the September sale. So we kind of focused on it. And yeah, that was probably the biggest reason we ended up with accelerators because daddy DT did well at Del Mar and we thought, let's go back to that mayor. And that's really one of the reasons we were focused on him. Wow.
3: An amazing story. I, we, we wanted, I promised you only 10 minutes. We could probably talk throughout the whole show. What was, <laughs> I want to know two things, Costa, because you mentioned, you know, down the lane when you kind of knew he was going to win. What was the celebration like? I love hearing about that, and I want to know where you guys went out that night and what the celebration was like.
1: It was fun to watch. I met mean, David and Gordo was so cool watching it. So it's seeing him and then seeing John jumping up and down, you know, <laughs> waiting for that finish line to come. Uh, watching the, my kids and brother Pete and I really I kind of got to soak in the whole thing. It was and you know to watch him, you know, I was it's like the finish line couldn't come fast enough. I just kept waiting for it yeah. to go up. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I felt really good once he made that turn and he was on the outside, and that's just his style. And I knew at a mile and a quarter we had the best horse in the country. He's proven that all season. So, yeah, it, it was great to see John, and even after how cool he was about the whole thing, but I know how thrilled he was. And, like I said, the family, were his biggest cheerleaders. We're his biggest fans. We're, we're so grateful for everything he's done for the stable. It, it was great for us to play any small little part we could play in, in that for John. That we're thrilled about that.
0: Costa, oh, so where did you guys watch from? Because I saw you, obviously, I was leaving the track through the tunnel, and you guys were coming back through. Did you watch in the paddock or just somewhere in that vicinity?
1: And that was a first in our life ever that we did that. I, I, we, went out, I, we went out to the box, and we watched uh, uh, Catalina, and that didn't go well. And then I said when I was leaving the box, I said, I'm not coming back here because this is the (laughs) box I was in with Stellar Wind. So I'm not coming back here. (laughs) So I wasn't sure where we were going to go. But uh, John and David had watched Catapult a a couple races before from the paddock. So they said, let's just stay here. So that's what we did. And, And that was a first for me not to be out on the racetrack with the horse. I just never had done that. But things were going horribly bad. And I thought, yeah, let's change it up.
3: Well, it it obviously worked. Where was the celebration that night? Where'd you guys all go?
1: We went to Jeff Ruby's. I had never been there in my life. I met Mr. Ruby. That was quite an experience, but yeah, it was wonderful. (laughs) It was, it was, the place was full of horse racing people. And yeah, it was just, it was really special to walk in the door, had my Accelerate hat on and yeah, it was, it was quite, uh, it was a lot of fun to go around and visit with everybody and all the congratulations. Great group of people that, that were there and yeah, we, we enjoyed every minute of it.
3: All right. Two more, two more quickies and I'll let you go. One, I heard rumors that accelerates being pointed towards the Pegasus true or false.
1: Oh, absolutely true. He came out of the race. Great. He looks good. Um, you know, Billy, you know, our attitude. If accelerate wants to race, he's going to race. I mean, that's just, that's what he's born to do. He's, he's a racehorse. So yeah, yeah it, that's Pegasus awesome. That's, on the, yeah.
3: That's, that's great for the sport and make your pitch. For horse of the year with Accelerate because there is a there is an underground swelling of of support for Accelerate over a Triple Crown winner justified
1: Yeah, and and I know that, and I understand how difficult the Triple Crown is, and we also know that the three year olds run with three year olds. It's a shame that he didn't get to run after June. No, no Eclipse War a winners ever not done that. I mean, the, everyone's raced after June. Um, for for our horse for accelerate he's done everything we've asked he's danced every dance um, he's 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 won he won the four big California G ones that's never been done in history um, there and a, a mile and a quarter we gave away weight in most of our races three to six seven pounds at times um, he's just been very convincing he's shown up he's bounced out of every race he's he, he's worked well he he's done just his resume speaks for itself I don't. I I'm sure even any other year without a triple crown I'm sure he's going to get 95% of the votes. I understand the history behind the triple crown and and I salute it. Um this is going to be one for the voters to have to decide on and and we're going to respect their their uh their wishes the how they how they think about it and but yeah, we really believe our horse you know they said before before you know we're not even going to have this discussion unless he wins the classic. He he flew across the country. He drew the fourteen post. He ran wide. He was plus forty nine to Gunavera. Wow! And he still won the race.
3: So
1: I mean, he, he he's done everything we've asked of him, and I think he's very well deserved. I, I'm proud of him as as an owner and his his buddy. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope he gets that to uh, to top off his career. Well, I've had well, the chills. Had my favorite
0: chills. thing is constantly seeing on uh, social media is every single person saying how deserved you are as just an owner and an ownership group at this, because I think every single person in the world loves you guys.
1: Oh, that's, that's very kind. Thank you. You know, we just try to do right by the horses. Accelerate at the end of last year. We had a couple offers. We, he, we vetted him. He's in perfect shape. He still loves working out. He loves going to the track every day. Yeah, like I said, he's born to be a racehorse. As long as he's happy and healthy, we did the same thing the year before with Stellar. Um, you know, she wanted to race, so we left her on the track. We did the same thing this year. And that's just, it's kind of our philosophy and just what we want to do. We just want to do right by the horse.
3: Well, we need, we certainly need more owners who have that philosophy. Costa, you know how much we love you and we appreciate you coming on the show. I told you 10 minutes, I've gone to 11. We we cannot. I I think I speak for Michelle. We are so happy for you and the family and brother Pete and John and you know we're big.
0: Congratulations is the best way to say it, Billy. What's that? Congratulations.
3: Congratulations, buddy. We're proud of you.
1: Yeah. We're honored to be part of this industry and and we're happy to. I'm I'm really happy to be the first third three time uh, person on your show.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate it, buddy. Hopefully, you'll be the fourth too. Have a great Delmar, and we'll see you down there.
1: Thank you guys. I appreciate it.
3: That's Thanks Costa. That's Costa you, Michelle. from this, uh, owner winner of the Breeders' Cup Classic with Accelerate. What a I mean, Michelle,
0: it's just he's a good person. Yeah, you, there's I don't know anyone that doesn't like Costa.
3: Right. Yeah, I don't think can you they can that be said about me and you? No.
0: There's a lot <laughs> of people that don't like you. No, I'm just all right, well let's I, my this. biggest complaint about Accelerate is his price always sucks.
3: Well I know, but we can't we can't do anything about that. Let, let's we do can. this. <laughs> let's do this, Michelle. Yeah. Let's um let I know you're not feeling well, and I just wanted to have Coast on, which I thought was fantastic for our listeners to hear that. <coughs> We're gonna let's just go through all the Breeders' Cup races quickly. And we'll give our people a little taste of what you thought, what I thought, and 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 we'll get out of here. We, these, these, so, Billy,
0: I actually tried to find our form that, like, I put all of our uh, who we picked. I can't find it. The only thing I remember is I like Jaywalk.
3: You love Jaywalk, but let's let's yeah. start. I, I remember, I remember who I liked. So, and I can tell you who we bet and stuff like that. Let's start with the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Sprint. This was on Friday. Um, an awesome performance by Bulletin. Who is owned by Windstar, China Horse Club, SF Racing, the Justify connections, wire to wire for Javier Castellano and uh, Todd Pletcher? I thought just a, a brilliant performance. What are you What are you going to say?
0: Yeah, I mean, good, great performance. It Looked super. No, no complaints. No negatives for sure.
3: I was I was disappointed. I thought Soldier's Call was an absolute lock in here. He had almost defeated olders. He came uh, his elders. He came over from Europe. He ended up going off at 3-1, to one, and I think he, he broke so bad and then rushed up. And, Michelle, you and I know you can't break slow rush-up and win races. It just doesn't happen. Right. And so c- kudos to Bulletin and his connections. And we'll, I'm sure we'll see a lot of him next year, especially on the grass, some of those big three-year-old races.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, – and then, of course, the newspaper of record race, I thought she was ultra-impressive.
3: I, I, this is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly. turf. Michelle, I'm introducing the races and then you're going to oh, give sorry, your comment. Sorry, Remember sorry. I said I would okay. talk to you because you don't feel good? Thank you.
0: Okay, just, go ahead.
3: <laughs> Newspaper of record for Flaravich Stables, who's had an unbelievable year, Chad Brown, I read Ortiz. I actually thought that this performance was the most impressive performance of the two days. She took the
0: No, Enable was down. more impressive. Okay, hold, I, I, I'm, let me,
3: can I just finish?
0: You said you were going to introduce, and now you're introducing and talking.
3: <laughs> uh, she won by six, and she almost won by seven lengths. Michelle, she's a two-year-old filly who this is making her third start. Enable was supposed to do that. This filly just
0: crushed. Yeah, but there, there's this is the tale of two trips, Philly. Newspaper of record went to the front. She walked the dog. I think she went like 26 up the backside. It was her reading. 48 and 2, <laughs>
3: 113 and 3.
0: She walked with no pressure. And then, um, I'm just saying, I impressively. Thought, but I Enable was, came like a 100 wide. She came out and stopped and got a hot dog and took some pictures with some fans on the rail.
3: Not talking about Enable yet. Okay. But I thought so you also. You
0: mentioned the best work thought- of the.
3: I thought it was the most visually visually impressive win of the Breeders' okay. Cup. That's my thought. Uh, okay. Let's move on. We're moving on to the, th- the third Breeders' Cup race on Friday, which was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Michelle, you nailed this one with Jaywalk. Joel Rosario aboard for J- uh, DJ Stable and Cash's King. Uh, a great training job by my good friend John Service, and uh, she just she went the lead and just never stopped.
0: Uh, looked great looked really really super i thought and i was pleased with that outcome
3: yeah and interesting to note that Bellafina, they've who was the uh two-to-one favorite in the race for simon callahan and kaleem Shar, buddy uh and flavian pratt we find out that
0: she was in heat michelle do you, what is going on back there? <laughs> talking oh. um i i now she, so we hear she's in heat right right um, during the race, I wasn't a huge fan of hers going into it. Um, I didn't want to see her run as badly, or I guess she didn't run badly, but you know I, I thought she was right yeah. But, but Michelle, tell us a little bit about
3: that. Like how do we how do we know when a horse is in heat? Like i I, I don't remember
0: hearing much about can it. Can I be vulgar about it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you know when a when a horse is a Philly's in heat, you can tell because they'll present themselves a lot of times. Uh, so, like, they actually physically like wink their vulva at you, really? and you know they squirt out liquid out of their like it's kind of like a pea mixture that they really? squirt out. Um, you know, if you touch them on the hindquarters, you touch them behind, they get really angry. They can get bitchy, just like a woman will.
3: Oh, that's, um, I, I, you, so, know, that's you know it just... can
0: definitely cause cause Ruff. them not to be great. Ruff.
3: Right. Okay. Well, interesting. We'll see. Well, I'm sure we'll see a bunch of these fillies at the Kentucky Oaks next
0: year. Right. Where are you? Um, we're looking at our babies right now. Actually. Oh, nice. The
3: next, uh, the next race, <laughs> is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Um, I thought that if it, this was one of the locks of the day, and his name is Line of Duty, he's an Irish bred son of Galileo. He, he worked
0: so name. good at Churchill.
3: Oh, he just looked like a monster. He came out and he just ran. I, I, I just loved his race. I thought he was a loser about halfway down the lane. And then all of a sudden he found another gear, uh, William Buick, with a great ride. Um, good run from Uncle Benny, who came uh, came up late uh, with some trouble. Some like it Brown had the lead and tried to hold some on. Some
0: like it Hot Brown. Hot some brown. like it
3: Hot Brown. Sorry. Like it hot. Why is the horse named some like it Hot Brown, Michelle?
0: Because Hot Brown is like the official state food of Kentucky.
3: Well, there you go. Don't always know you learn here. Great training job by Charles Appleby, who, Who, by
0: the way, won the Melbourne Cup last night.
3: Oh, congratulations. And he seems like he's the guy who, like, every year his horses are very live, right? Well,
0: you know, he he took over Godolphin when I feel like Godolphin was down in the dumps a little bit. And he has done a really spectacular job with, um, with what he's doing. So congratulations yeah. to him. And, I mean, to go and win at Breeders' Cup and fly to Australia and win their biggest race in the matter of, you know, 48 hours, I think that's a
3: that's pretty, pretty nice.
0: feather-in-the-cap type week.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go to the sentient Jet Breeders' Cup juvenile grade one. And what a shock here, Michelle. A guy named Bob Baffert has an undefeated two-year-old named Game Winner who won in style by two and a half. Uh, you
0: think that was in style? He had to fight pretty hard down the stretch for it.
3: Michelle, you're talking about trips. This horse was wide, 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 came up, looked like he was kind of struggling, then found another gear down the lane. I thought he was very impressive for Gary and Mary West, who do so much for our game as well. The breeder of went Equine, Bob Baffert with the training job, and Joel Rosario, he had an unbelievable weekend.
0: Yeah, I think he won three, if I'm not mistaken.
3: I think so. He was uh, I just thought, you know, I was I was disappointed in complexity. I thought that he had kind of I know he went a little maybe have gone a little quick early, uh, but he he did not run very well. He looks like he will probably won't be around for the two turn classic seems more like a sprinter to me, uh, but really impressed. I was impressed with game winner. And I I think he is absolutely the early Kentucky Derby favorite. And the second choice is probably another. You think
0: that game winner is going to be the Derby favorite for sure?
3: No, I said he is probably the the Derby favorite right now.
0: Even with improbable winning yes. the Street Sense. Yes, okay.
3: I think he would be favored over improbable, and I think improbable is awesome. And I think Baffert. I mean, this is going to be a shock. A lot of our listeners might just you know go into shock that Baffert has several very nice uh, two-year-old Colts.
0: No, really?
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those crazy years, Michelle. <laughs> Uh, so that, that takes care of Friday. We go on to Saturday, um, and, and it, we start off with an absolute bomb. I mean, a bomb. This is the one bomb of the day, right? Shamrock Rose wins the Breeders' Cup filly and mare sprint. She's owned by uh, Conrad Farms. She's by First Dude, and she's trained by Mark Passy, and she was ridden to victory by Irad Ortiz Jr., who also had a great weekend. Michelle, this was a strangely run run race.
0: Well, so I was actually – I didn't get to watch this race, and I still haven't even seen it um, because I was running around in between working sets, so I didn't actually get to watch it. But all I know is I cannot remember remember her name. (laughs) I know she came out of a Keeneland race. I don't know anything else about her.
3: Oh, she 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 did come out of the Keeneland race, and she was twenty six to one, and she came flying on the outside. Um, uh, uh, Selcourt, who, who John one of John Sadler's horses, uh, uh, set it's the pace. Blazing
0: a, fractions, set a, right? Yeah, t- twenty
3: one and four forty, mm-hmm. just uh, just under forty five, and just folded. And then all of a sudden, it was like this whole crew of horses started running mm-hmm. at the end, it included Shamrock Rose. Shalon had the lead. Anonymity. At 32 to one for Flavian Pratt and, and uh, um, Dick Mandela was right there. She finished third. And Marley's Freedom had a, you know, obviously had a very, very wide trip, got beat ahead and neck and ahead at four to five. So a disappointment mm-hmm. for her. But she, she
0: didn't look ultra comfortable all week training as Churchill. I mean, it was, the track was sloppy at the time, too. But, um, you know, she just might not have appreciated the ground.
3: Possibly. Well, I wonder if she'll be back. Was she sold at one of the sales that just happened? Not
0: that I've seen.
3: Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, grade one, obviously for $1 million. And our very own Stormy Liberal, Drayden Van Dyke. Rockingham the
0: best Peter price. Hermo,
3: Rockingham Ranch and David Burnson. Congratulations to all, Michelle. This was a very good race.
0: So I really had liked the way the Havana Gray had been training going into that. And so I was going to back back him. And I'm sitting there and they're going to the gate and stormy liberal seven to one. I'm like, is this a joke right now? And so I <laughs> had to bet him. And like when they're coming down the lane, I'm like, Pete, don't get beat. Pete, don't get beat. Not in turf sprints.
3: Yeah. You know, and world of trouble with another. Irad Ortiz and another, uh, Jason service, who was the favorite in the race. The two of them just separated. I mean, it was seven and a quarter lengths back to the third place finisher disco partner. And, uh, you know, stormy Liberal is one of those horses that, and, and if you watch him, he doesn't like the whip. So Drayden Van Dyke had to really bear down and, and really ride and just. Well, and you can't hit
0: the front too early because they'll pull up too. It's,
3: it's it's amazing the job that Pete Miller has done with him. And we're going to get to Roy H in a minute. Mm-hmm. But congratulations, Rockingham Rats, David Burns. And Rockingham's been on the show. That's Gary. Um, Cartoonian. Cartoonian. Sorry, Gary. Uh, and Gary, Gary stayed at Santa Anita because he didn't want to be there if it was raining.
0: <laughs> so someone told me you got to check out all the Rockingham horses cuz the owner didn't even come here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, we're going to get to this next one in a minute, but the next race is the Breeders Cup Dirt Mile, we touched on it with Costa Herona's, very disappointed and Catalina Cruiser. Well, who... I
0: used I actually my first choice was City Light.
3: Yeah, you did like City of Light. I did and, like City of Light. Uh, I think that was a great call by you. And and he just took the lead from the start. Javier Castellano, again, congratulations to uh, Mr. and Mrs. William uh, Warren Jr. Um, and and, and well, the
0: key was going down the backside. They left that horse alone, and he got to take a huge, deep breath. Yep. And you saw, like, the loop in his rein. And you're just like, oh, this horse is going to be so loaded. He had the mile and an eighth, the mile and a quarter race to, like, fall back yeah. on stamina. Perfect.
3: Michael McCarthy, Whitey, congratulations for your first Breeders' Cup win. City of Light takes the Breeders' Cup dirt mile. Seeking of Soul ran on for second. Bravazzo was third. Oh, I had to take a deep breath, Michelle. I'm going as fast as I can. I know you don't have a lot of time today, but let's talk a little bit about the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare turf. Grade one. This one's $2 million, and Chad Brown sent five horses into this race, but he wasn't the favorite, Michelle. The favorite was Lafayette <laughs> But Sister Charlie came up and nailed him on the on nailed her on the outside, right in the shadow of the wire. So,
0: so I use Sister Charlie as my top pick. I use Wild Illusion in second, and then I used the ten, and then a Raving Beauty. But a Raving Beauty was my favorite Chad Brown horse. I just didn't think she would get the distance when we're going on the backside and she, she's the one that went 26 and change. Yes. I was like, Oh my gosh, can she hold on? And then turning yeah. her home, I thought she is, she's going to hold on. And I didn't better on top. And I was so mad at myself. Um,
3: <laughs> I like, but- the, I like the Michelle gambling analysis. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when this is great, but here, here's the truth of this race. I mean, Wild Illusion ran very well. Sister Charlie ran amazing, and, and and Raving Beauty ran amazing. They were separated. It was I think it was only less than a length between the three of them. Um, and congratulations to Peter Brant, who is you know uh, one of Chad Brown's biggest owners. Um, and Sister Charlie has done nothing wrong this year. It was interesting to note that they gave her a break after the Diana, I believe. And you know there were rumors that hey, you know she might have missed the work. She wasn't coming into the race great, but she actually was. And I think Chad Brown knows what he's doing,
0: he's right? Great. I That's think amazing. it was a really, it was a, it ended up being a lot more fun race than you thought it was going to be on paper. I felt like yeah,
3: absolutely Breeders' Cup Sprint Grade One, two million dollars. Pete Miller went back to back with Stormy Liberal. He goes back to back with Roy H. Paco Lopez, Rockingham Ranch, and David Burnson. And and Roy H. ran an absolutely monster race in here. So
0: that was another situation that I was sitting down there watching the TV, and I thought to myself is this horse nine to two right now? Yeah, <laughs> and I he bet him. Um, yeah, I he could not down. believe that he was just being dismissed though. And I, everyone was just hammering Imperial Hint. We've seen Imperial Hint do the same thing before where he falters at Breeders' Cup. So for me, well, it was like a no brainer.
3: Michelle, you and I talked about Imperial Hint on our preview show. And we said the only time he gets beat is at Churchill. And it was right. that day, but there's, yeah, you know, he had every chance. He really did. I mean, they went fast in front of him. He was sitting in the perfect spot. I think Paco Lopez being aggressive with Roy H and and just keeping him on the outside, keeping him in the clear. He, I thought he was really, really impressive. Been a great run, a really nice run by. Just, you, know, <laughs>
0: you know how you? I always have chickens in the background, right?
3: Yes. Why?
0: They're not here.
3: I hear the chickens. They're supposed to be here.
0: Um. So I hated and loved at the same time the ride that Paco gave because they hit the top of the stretch. Okay. Yeah, and Paco's like looking of... around, and I'm like, "What is he doing? Turn and look. Why? Why do you care what you're doing?" But afterwards, I think what he was doing was looking behind to block Imperial Hit from coming up. Maybe. That's I Maybe. mean, like, because right when he saw where he was, he was like, "Oh, there he is," and he like angled the horse in a little yeah. bit.
3: Yeah, right. And That's Ben was like, "Go, the... go,
0: go!" But he didn't even whip him to like the sixteenth pole. Well, he had a lot
3: of horse Michelle. show. It wasn't like he was slowing down.
0: Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, he had so much. I mean, look <laughs> at how much he distanced them by.
3: Yeah. I thought, you know, I'm just really impressed. I, was, I, I can't speak highly enough about the job of Pete Miller and his team, <laughs> those two horses, to come right. back. That is so hard to do once, to reach. Me. And then to do it with two different horses on the same day, I thought was a monumental. Great,
0: great thing about having geldings is you get that opportunity.
3: Yep. The Breeders' Cup Mile, Michelle, I thought was one of the wide, most wide open races on the card. I leaned towards the Europeans. I actually really liked Expert Eye. He was my top choice, and he came through with what I thought was one amazing stretch run. Um, he's Expert Eye's owned by Judmont, bred by Judmont, and trained by Sir Michael. Did you
0: Stout. happen to see his work at Churchill? I did not. Oh, was it bad? We showed it on our Breeders' Cup works preview show. Was it and, bad? Or good? Good. Yeah.
3: Well, like was, I think got- six to one, he was the best price of the day. This was the race that you actually could have made some money. Uh, catapult, as mentioned by Costa, ran huge for John Sadler. Uh and were and- you
0: thinking by the way the same thing I was, which was are you effing kidding me that John Sadler's Breeders' is gonna be short friends?
3: I did not think that. <laughs> what I was that's really-
0: exactly what I thought watching catapult come up.
3: All my pick fours and pick fives were um were to expert eye. I only used uh, two horses in this race. I used, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I really liked Oscar performance who stood in the gate. Michelle, I don't know what happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened either. That was I liked him best of all. I was thinking that he could be expert. Eye he was going to be on the lead. Right. Like, you know, he was had the stamina to hold on um, and Eye's work had been really aggressive. So I was just hoping and then dismal.
3: I think, Michelle, and you and I have spoken about this when you're watching a race. I feel like I have, when they turn for home or kind of, you know, about the eighth pole, I have a pretty good sense of who's going to win. I did not think Expert Eye was going to get there. I thought his acceleration within the last, you know, 16th of a mile was something to behold.
0: I think the whole... I think the whole weekend was something to behold. Right?
3: <laughs> you're right. Well, congratulations to Judmont. They win a few races every now and then. Um, Breeders' Cup distaff, Michelle. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Is that really all you're going to say about Enable?
3: We didn't go to get to Enable yet.
0: Oh, so sorry. When you said Judmont, I was thinking Enable.
3: Yeah. I mean, What's
0: relax. That? Oh, well, all it all set up,
3: Michelle. I'm, I'm doing my job.
0: I was I'm thinking distaff in the class stuff. of the last races. That's why.
3: Okay. Well, stop. Oh. It's- It's Distaff and Turf. So we got to talk about the Breeders' Cup Distaff because, you know, even though Monomoy Girl won, she was 9-5 to in our line of favorites, Monomoy Girl is owned by Michael Dubb, Monomoy Stables, the Elkstone Group, the Bethlehem Stables LLC. It's owned by so many people. Trained by Brad Cox. Ridden to victory by Florent Giroux. And this this race, I I was very confident – that an older horse would defeat one of the three-year-olds and I was absolutely wrong
0: which older horse did you think was gonna win
3: I used wow cat and blue prize
0: Mm. okay
3: and wow cat I have no idea what she was doing last until the stretch when she made this huge run and when I saw her coming I I thought she might get there
0: Um, yeah I think a lot of people did
3: I and I was I, I really liked Blue Prize. She had every chance. Midnight Busu ran her race.
0: Yeah, she uh, obviously. Really mass- race. What's that? I think she ran a really good race. I don't think she likes nine furlongs. I think she ran a really good race.
3: Yeah, she did. And, and just so disappointed in, in Abel Tasman. Obviously, you know, she's got to be done. Right, Michelle?
0: Yeah, they sold her or they retired they her. Sorry, her okay. and Veldory both retired.
3: Well, that's that's probably a good idea after the races that they ran. Um, but congratulations to Monomoy Girl, who is surely the three-year-old of the year uh, in the Philly department.
0: Um, I should say I would I I would like to make a case for her for horse of the year also.
3: You would. Well, we're going to do that after. Okay. So we're going to talk right now about Michelle's favorite horse, my favorite horse, Enable, who was magnificent. in winning the Breeders' Cup Turf for Judmont, their second win of the day, ridden by Frankie Dettori, trained to victory by my good friend John Gosden, and Michelle, now you can gush about enable.
0: It was just the best race. I mean, all week watching her, she was just, like, class. I mean, she came out, and you could just see her be classy. She looked, I mean, I, I don't even know. I can't. You can't even put into words how different she was than like every other animal we watched train. Um, you know this, the 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 lightly race situation. How she won the arc and it was so close. And they said she was only at like eighty percent. And she was doing better now. I mean, you could see that between the first day that she trained that we saw and the second day that we trained that she saw, and how much more aggressive she was getting. It's like Gosden just wrote a plan about peaking on the right day and she stuck to it perfectly. The trip that she got was probably far from ideal. She literally did go I think 12 wide around the turn to come down the lane and she was just amazing. She she overcame every little thing that was thrown at her and for her to go, you know, back-to-back arcs and then be the first horse to win the Arc and the Breeders' Cup in the same year, so close together and just be a you know she's just a little four-year-old billy i thought it was incredible
3: i thought it was incredible too michelle it's actually according to the chart she went nine wide turning for home I would um,
0: like to pause the video and count pads.
3: <laughs> i would and by the way listen we both said on the show that if there was a single of the whole two days it was enabled we both loved her we said she was an absolute standout lock she was amazing
0: reader's cup, reader's cup did head-to-head wagering for a lot of races and the wager they gave you for that head-to-head head was Enable and The Field.
3: Right. Enable versus The Field. Um, and and I thought Magical ran a really good race to run second to her.
0: Sure. I really, I literally, Billy, really could care less about who ran second or third. It was, like, just watching her win was the best thing.
3: Well, I'm glad you had such a good day, and I'm glad Enable won, and I'm glad for all the fans, and I don't know what their plans are, but uh, hopefully we'll get to see Enable do it again someday. Um the final race of the two days was the Breeders' Cup Classic. To me, and we discussed this in our preview, it was one of the wide, most wide-open classics. I gave a shot to really every horse you could kind of make a case for. Accelerate ended up going off as the 5-2 uh, to two favorite. And I, I thought his trip was tough, Michelle. I thought he proved with no excuses that he was the best horse in the country.
0: I was Shocked that he actually won the race. I thought it was a really steep group. I just, you know, wasn't sure what he'd been beating in California, to be frank. And a lot of the other horses that we liked disappointed. Catholic Boy was especially disappointing. Mind Your Biscuits did not fire. Um, Roaring Lion barely got out of a gallop. I thought Thunder Snow ran excellently. I liked him. Mendelssohn just wasn't good enough. I mean, Accelerate beat a really good bunch of horses, and I was so happy to see Costa walking through and thrilled for him. It was weird, Billy. I was standing on the front side, like, uh, just above the winner's circle, and when Accelerate won, there was, like, no, like, you could feel the crowds cheer for Enable. It wasn't, like, a crazy welcoming for a horse that was the favorite. Yeah. And
3: and I think it's probably because I think it's probably because, uh, first of all, he's a California horse, right? We're, we're the, we're the evil stepchild. Um, and, and also I think a lot of people, even though he was the favorite, I think there were doubts and you said it best. This was a really tough race. It was wide open. I thought West coast would improve. He didn't. Um, I, I, you know, it's just, I, I, I have to give him credit. I have to give him credit, and I'm so happy, like you said, for Costa, who was on the show earlier in this program. If you're just tuning in, we talked to Costa Peronis earlier in the show. Congratulations to John Sadler, who really deserves a win like this. John's been around in California for I don't know how many years, Michelle, but um, he's one of the best there is, and I'm just really happy for Costa, his whole family, and I'm happy for Accelerate. I'm not happy for all the people who posted the uh, chart of Accelerate's first race, uh, <laughs> that, that came back out again uh for those the of you accelerate don't know race. yeah westbrook beat accelerate and and people want to know like well how did that happen and what happened to westbrook well westbrook was more of a sprinter and westbrook also had some injuries along the way uh, you know Arrogate and accelerate have been basically injury free knock on wood and they both went on to win the breeders cup classic and uh westbrook didn't so well don't say
0: lost out races don't amount to anything i guess
3: there you go. Maiden race at Los Al. Michelle, I was really disappointed. You know that I'm a pick six player. Um, I played both days. I played very big uh, tickets both days and they I hit both days and we ended up losing basically everything.
0: Well, you know, sometimes you see that because you can pick and it's just the same thing I feel like on closing day at Santa Anita. We had $7.8 million in the Rainbow Pick Six pool. And we had huge fields with, I feel like, really great competition in each race, similar to Breeders' Cup, right? There were a lot of options that you could take. And it just so happens that low prices won, one, but you can't determine or dictate who wins. Um, you know, and so it just sucks that the payout that could have been a monster huge payday ends up being wah-wah.
3: But- wah <laughs> Well, I singled Enable, so that was good. I did I did have um Gunavera.
0: I liked Gunavera too.
3: Yeah. I did have uh Wow who finished second to Monomoy Girl.
0: So did I you want to put have, six for all running second? Like call No,
3: I I it? had I had expert eye and catapult. I had um I had Roy H. but I also had Whitmore. And so sounds you know, like,
0: Billy, you should have just chucked out all those uh, horses that, that ran second. Your ticket could have been a lot cheaper. Maybe
3: it would have been a lot two. cheaper to do it that way, Michelle. And they, it, we just couldn't get a price. It was really frustrating. The six. It was really frustrating. We just could not get a price. I mean, we hit both days, but we didn't get a price. And it was very disappointing. But here's the best news, Michelle. Guess where the Breeders' Cup is next year? Fan idea. yes we don't have to travel and it will be beautiful weather and i'm Can I I...
0: about one the one thing that sucks about it you have to work oh no, i love working i'm thrilled i traveled i'm 36 weeks pregnant and i went to kentucky in the cold to work <laughs> and i got what's, sick
3: what's the one bad thing
0: is that like where our barn is is going to end up being quarantined that means for like a two-week period we're going to have to like move our whole barn.
3: Well, we had some other good races over the weekend, by the way. Um, River Boyne took down the uh, Twilight Derby, which was another impressive effort. He's five for five at Santa Anita for uh, Jeff Mullins and another great ride by Flavian Pratt. Pratt. Um, Michelle, I think there were other races on Sunday maybe that you saw.
0: Basilica.
3: Basilica was she's won eight straight races after being claimed for 40,000. She's now going into that Lava Man category. Right, Michelle?
0: Yeah right, best claimer ever.
3: Right, best claim ever, um, and it uh-huh. makes. I,
0: I saw she was entered to be sold, but in the post race interview that the Gatos gave me, they said they want to run her the Matriarch.
3: Oh great! Well, we'll see her down in Delmar. And by the way, so should you guys know, Delmar Falls right around the corner kicks off this Friday. Michelle, are you? Are you? Will you be down here?
0: Um, I won't be down there this week. Although Ryan's going to enter some horses, but we have some people coming in from out of town that I'm going to entertain. But then the next two weeks, I am slated to host breakfast at Del Mar or daybreak at Del Mar. After that, I'm not going to go because it's like my due date week.
3: When is your actual due date?
0: December 6th.
3: December 6th. All right. Well, we are all rooting for you. Uh, We're rooting for Ryan. We're rooting for Little Redfeather. We're rooting for Costa Verona. We have so many people to root for, Michelle. Did you have fun at Equestracon?
0: Uh, well, I, I didn't really, like, do too much. I only came in to, like, host a panel. But my panel was excellent, and the response was really great. Like, I was walking around Churchill, and three or four different times, people stopped me to tell me how much fun they had, and they enjoyed it. I wasn't sure what to expect from, like, the actual EquestriaCon itself. Right. Um, So it was, that part was okay, but I didn't want really to spend too much time there. And I didn't get in in, in the booths and I didn't say for the music or anything like that because I'm, you know,
3: old and back pregnant, but. I <laughs> I thought the booths were pretty cool. I thought it was a cool event. I did a speech on the San Luis Maria Fire that was just, oof, it was very tough to do. Uh, but I thought it was kind of cool to be there. Um, I think they did a great job with the facilities. Um, and next week, Michelle, um, we're going to have a, a special guest on the show.
0: Who? Uh,
3: there's a new t-shirt company that is oh, making. Is it- old smoke that is making oh,
0: um you're in a t-shirt but they sure didn't offer me one
3: well they might not have had one that fit you kid
0: oh very funny
3: sorry michelle that was totally uncalled for and i apologize um no the guys from old smoke are going to come on and tell us about their business they're they're doing this horse race they, they love horse racing they make t-shirts and they're going to come on. I told them they could come on and, and promote and, and talk about the history and how they got started. So I think that'll be kind of interesting for our listeners. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks to TaylorMade. Thank you to Santa Anita and Del Mar and everybody who makes this show possible. Thanks to Michelle Yu who does this for free. I promised her I would start paying her if we got to 2 million uh, downloads. So if Two you guys there, down, tell everybody to download the horse ownership experience on on itunes or wherever you can download this the stitcher i think or on la talk radio where we're on live every tuesday at noon uh hashtag oh no at own a horse is our twitter handle at the michelle U at B- bklrf no billy Koch 17 i can't remember what no, is it
0: it's B-K-L-R-F.
3: bklrf all right oh instagram is at billy Koch 17 so guys thanks for listening michelle i hope you feel better and i can't wait to see you when you get down to del mar Have a great Delmar Fall. Thank you for all your Breeders' Cup insight, and have a great day. You too, Billy. Bye. Bye.
1: You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
2: Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile.
3: Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating.
2: Millionaire and seven time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf.
3: Midnight
1: Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths.
2: From America's hottest sire line.
1: Midnight Storm, he wins it this
0: year.
2: Midnight Storm, standing at
3: Taylor Made Farm.